0: prologue. I found him, Chorich said, his hair blowing gently in the cool autumn breeze. He gazed at his father with an unnatural ease. Chorich, Alpin replied entranced. His son's name fell from his tongue and an odd sense of longing crept over him. You found who? My brother. Kenneth? Alpin asked, trying to understand. Drosten, Chorich replied and smiled at his father. Alpin reached for his son and Chorich slowly disappeared. Alpin's eyes sprung open to the black night sky and its countless twinkling stars hovering above. Chorich, he whispered softly to the heavens. But Chorich was gone. He was gone, yet the pain of his loss remained. Surviving the loss of one son had pierced a hole in his soul that could never be fully mended. Having survived now the loss of a second son brought more than a hole, it brought an utter emptiness a void that could only be satisfied with retribution, a retribution he would exact upon the savage who took his son from him. The savage's name was Kodron. Alpin blinked several times to clear his mind, giving himself a moment to tuck his anger into the deeper compartments of his heart for safekeeping. Then, he lifted his head from his bedroll, sat up, and stared across the dark, field into the distance, eyeing the small wooden home Chorich had built for his bride. Siana was there. As was Ina. Alpin exhaled a deep breath and glanced over his shoulder toward the burnt ruins of the structure his own family had called home for so many years. He cursed the Vikings and the madness they'd brought upon the people of Renton. Alpin would sleep his nights under the stars beside the blackened remains, in the elements, until he was able to put the broken pieces of his home back together. Easing back to lie down, Alpin pulled his lambskin cover to his shoulders and closed his eyes. He would try to find sleep. The thought of his dream replayed in his mind. The image of his son had seemed so real, the face, the voice, if only it were him. He opened his eyes one last time and gazed in the darkness at the wooden cart not far from where he lay. There, the four-wheeled coffin rested with a haunting silence below a large oak tree, at least for the night. At sunrise, it would be pulled to the abbey, along with the body of a once noble son. Dalriada's son. His son. Chorich. Standing in the sun's glowing rays, Bomas finished his words and brought his eulogy to a close. He peered over the quiet gathering of somber souls. He uttered a peaceful prayer of a distant hope. He had prayed the prayer many times before in the small abbey where he'd previously served in Milton. The prayer was a Latin poem, one that paid homage to fallen warriors. Kenneth was familiar with the prayer, and though he didn't understand its words, he understood its meaning. It was the cleric's final words to God, beseeching him to care for and keep watch over his brother, Chorich. Kenneth glanced down at the cold, still body of his older brother lying motionless in the open box in the ground. Though Chorich's body lay before him, he believed his brother was in a happier place. He regretted the times past when he'd angered his brother. He regretted that Chorich had done so much and had given so much to find him and save him, even scouring the western mountains of Dalriada to rescue him from the Vikings, while Kenneth had done so little in return to protect Chorich in his time of need. Maybe he had felt Chorich was invincible, indestructible, but now all that had proven false. In hindsight, Kenneth recognized he had devoted so much passion and zeal to finding and protecting Arabella, while at the same time had shown so little concern for Chorich. He missed his brother. Kenneth stirred from his daze and assisted Aidan in placing the wooden lid upon the sunken box. His eyes fell upon Chorich one last time, and he realized he'd never see him again. Then he and Aidan stepped from the pit, and lifted their shovels. With heavy hands, the two began the painstaking task of lifting one shovel full of earth after another and placing the soil upon the humble box that held the lifeless frame of their fallen hero. Chorich would now find peace, sleeping beside his own hero, Drosten, whose body had been laid in the ground seven years prior, not ten feet from where Chorich rested.